Welcome back, my chiropractic brothers and sisters, sisters and brothers, to another episode of the Cairo PCP podcast. Another week has passed, and we are another week closer to giving 2020 the bird. That's right, F2020 will no doubt be the theme of New Year's. Another theme of New Year's should be the chiropractic profession, seeing more than 10% of the market. And that brings us to the purpose of Cairo PCP. We are focusing on chiropractic primary care physicians who want to generate a patient-centered practice. This you know, is a need, if not an absolute must, to crush chronic disease and to move us closer to 50% market share. We're best suited to tackle chronic disease, disability, and pain. Let's just make it happen, all right? This week's episode is going to focus on the current state of the profession. Guess what? It's not much different than it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, or 30 years ago. Pick a decade, and we're probably not that much different with the things that we deal with. Honestly, I thought it was a lot different. I I thought we might have made some pretty major strides, and I think potentially you can have that argument or debate to say, hey, it's moved forward significantly on certain levels. But at the end of the day, how many doctors are succeeding massively? Uh, Where are we in terms of market share? How many patients are we seeing in correlation to the total population? And it's just not that much different. So we definitely have to have this conversation yet again on what do we need to do to move forward? Uh, I thought we'd moved out of the dark age into the realm of uh, acceptance and respect. You know, that might be optimistic. That's kind of me to a T, but uh, I didn't think it was so far off in my assessment on the whole process, right, or the whole situation. Why do I say this? Why is there the doom and gloom around the topic? Well, a local chiropractic influencer, Dr. Daniel Munkin of uh, Aligned Women, asked a simple question to practicing doctors. Uh, she's been doing this for several years now. She's grown um, what I presume to be her, her consulting business. Uh, she'll ask simple questions on, on social media platforms, and, and she gets a very healthy response on her online following. She's obviously dominating the social components of the marketing diamond. I digress, right? Um, but I'm here to uh, you know talk about this one thing not just give her free advertising but to focus more on the question she asked recently which was if you could go back to chiropractic college what would you do differently if something to that effect i don't know if that was verbatim but it's pretty much close it gives you the idea it's a simple question it's viable uh, it's even emotional, right? It's emotionally driven. People are going to have uh, quite a bit to say about this. As you may expect, a lot of the comments focused around tackling debt differently, not really taking on as much, living uh, in a less expensive situation and focusing on on minimizing expenses, minimizing debt. I think all of us, uh, to some degree or another, could have probably done that better. Uh, caring less about grades and more about developing clinical competency, um, business awareness and acumen. There was also, you know, some things on attending more seminars and finding a great mentor. So that's a lot of what um, I expected. And I, I wasn't disappointed. There's was a lot of people saying those things. Uh, my response had a few of those components as well. But but really missing all the people and the fun surrounding clubs, ping pong and volleyball. That's kind of where I was resonating. But, I wasn't surprised with those responses. I was shocked at one that kept on coming up over and over again. 
Uh, it might not have been the most common, but it was definitely toward the top of the list. So many people were, were saying the same thing, and a lot of time it was laced with some bitterness and even some anger. Um, so I'm sure you're wondering what it was, right? What's the answer that brought me so much shock and sadness? Drum roll, please. Not go was was that answer. Just I just wouldn't go. And some people even said I'd go to DO school instead, which was like shocking to me. Um, Having been around the medical community and my wife being a physician assistant and being in the hospital setting and and just seeing how great of a decision it wasn't. No, maybe not to be a PA. I think PAs, uh, I think, are in a sweet spot. You know, um, uh, nurse practitioners, I think, you know, not to downplay any of those. But to go be a DO or an MD or a surgeon, it's like, hell no. I, I want to have a life, actually, besides doing something like that. But regardless, it's it was just kind of crazy. You know, he, hear me out on this. I know... There's a certain percentage of students in each class that have no business being at chiropractic school, whether it's, uh, you know, right from the get go, those people probably aren't going to succeed because of their personality or they aren't talented in the science or art portion of chiropractic, or maybe they're just confused. Um, you know, there's quite a few people in my class and I know from classes from other doctors that I've, that I've talked with that there's people that should just not have registered. They never should have come. So I I think that's true for lawyers, medical doctors, you know, any advanced degree, there's going to be a certain portion there, but to see the sheer volume of people saying this after being out of school for more than three or four years was, was very surprising event, shocking. And most of them were kind of pissed, right? They often talked about the crushing debt, the lack of respect, um, the underserving nature of their educational institution, not making enough on reimbursements from insurance companies and insurance just completely going away. And I understand where these frustrations come from. I'm just going to say boo-hoo. You know, wham-wham. Do you want some cheese with that wine, right? Now, I know that's, that's harsh, right? I'm going to pause for effect just to let it sink in, right? But, you know, some of you might be shocked at those last statements, but some might be singing my praises and jumping on the bandwagon and say, hell yeah. Regardless, let me read to you what I wrote in the comments so we can set the context here a little bit more. Here it is. I'd be smarter about debt and expenses, but other than that, nothing. I miss school, mostly volleyball, ping pong, clubs, and people. Luckily, the give a shit portion of my brain with respect to grades went bye bye sometime and try one. So honestly, I miss it. Professionally, if you didn't see the grind coming, then you didn't have enough life experience before school. That will probably ruffle some feathers, but it's true. We do what we do is amazing and powerful, but most are 100% correct. We don't get compensated to the level of the impact we create. But we do, re- but do remember the grass is always greener on the other side. Many problems that I see in the comments probably aren't because of the profession. In my opinion, they are from a lack of passion. Passion is a four-part awareness. What we do in terms of the profession makes up only 5%. The other 95% comes from why we do it, how we do it, and who we do it for. The last three can be completely separate from the profession. Long story short, we work in a very fulfilling profession. If you're struggling, first be grateful for that and then investigate where you can improve your passion. Why? How? Who? 
the world has been disrupted. We have a great opportunity to move this profession forward. Ready? One, two, three, dominate. So yeah, that's my stance. It's not to be a dick to the people who are tough or, you know, or, you know, in tough times. You know, they might be experiencing loss. They might be lost themselves. They're looking for answers and none are coming. No, I don't want to be a dick to them, but I do want to shock them a little. Ruffle their feathers. Wake them up to the reality and opportunity. But I felt like giving a little bit more specificity in today's episode. So here goes. I think Doc's... Uh, These docs, most new docs and and soon to graduate docs need to focus on two things. Every one of these docs, if, if not the entire profession, needs to take a serious look at ensuring that everything they do surrounds generating positive outcomes for patients with respect to ultimately improving the patient's movement efficiency. I know that was a mouthful. I'll read it again. Every one of these docs, if not the entire profession, needs to take a serious look at ensuring that everything they do surrounds generating positive outcomes for the patient with respect to ultimately improving the patient's movement efficiency. And I'm going to dive into that one here in just a second. But the second one is every doc needs to focus on teching out their practice, especially now when patients are looking for something different, something new, something safer, something more efficient. You need to tech out your practice. So first, let's tackle this first one. Generate outcomes for your patient with a focus on restoring movement pattern efficiency. Why is this important? It's where everything is going, right? It's it's been this way for a long time. It's happening at a snail's pace. I mean, I've been doing this for the last decade and the science is finally starting to catch up like, like barely. And I've said this before and I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, I'm so cool. I know everything. But... You know, I, I, we have to say it, right? You know, some of you are like, bullshit, you want to talk about yourself. Eh, whatever. I just want to set the context that I have credibility here. I think our practice, um, Health and Performance Center, is somewhere around 4.9% rating uh, with over 300 reviews. And I don't really ask my patients to do it. There's no shenanigans. There's no behind-the-scenes company trying to improve my reviews and, and flush out only the good ones and, and eliminate all the bad ones like reputation management. It's it's a simple email request, and then I trust my patients will do good for me as I've done for them. It's, it's very simple. But the reason that... That I have these reviews and this rating is because I'm delivering, right? They want to say nice things about our office because we integrate all the things that work in a combined fashion that generates results. We create balance and symmetry in the joints with adjusting. Yes, I'm a chiropractor. I do chiropractic manipulation adjustment. I don't give a shit what you want to call it, but I attack joints to create balance, symmetry, full range of motion at the segmental level. Yeah, I'm a chiropractor. But we also create balance and symmetry in muscles with um, ASTEM, with with mobilization techniques in the office, but then also teaching the patient how to do that at home. And most importantly, and I'm sorry, I'm not going to say that the chiropractic adjustment is most important. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it's relatively irrelevant. Yeah, I'm saying it. I'm still a chiropractor and it's okay to say because it's true. 
But the most important is that we solidify the changes that we make, that balance and that symmetry at the joint and at the muscle by creating balance and symmetry and awareness in postures and fluency of ideal movement patterns, right? We do that. I'll say it again. We create all those things in the joint and the muscle with a purpose to solidify that balance and symmetry with awareness of postures and fluency of ideal movement patterns, all done in 10 minutes or less. So pretty damn fast, pretty damn quick. We're not spending a half an hour or 45 minutes. It's lickety split. We teach you the new thing. We get you adjusted. Here's your next mobilization you know, progression. Here's your exercise that goes with it. A combination of that, but it's money. It's easy. If you're doing this... Great. Keep keep it up. Refine your craft. Hit me up. We can talk about it. We can improve on each other. Just hit me up. It'll be fun. If you aren't and you're struggling, hit me up so we can talk about it. I want to be able to push you into the right direction, answer your questions, and help you move your practice where it should be. Uh, get you the practice you should have. You deserve it. The profession needs it. The community and the world needs it based off of how sick, how chronic disease, disability, and pain are just riddling us with vulnerability to pandemics. Yep, that's a real thing. But seriously, hit me up, jvanan at hpc-sdl.com, or you can go through, I think, the uh, the website, chiropcp.com, contact us uh, through that mechanism as well, and I can help you out. We can just sit and talk and, and, uh, and see what we can do to move this profession forward. The second piece is all about utilizing technology. If there's one thing that has revolutionized my practice, all right, help me avoid burnout and straight up made me efficient with dominating for my patients. It's TeleCareRx software. If you haven't checked it out, dude, seriously, TeleCareRx.com. All right, request a demo. They can show you how, how it works, how it can deliver for you, how it can deliver for your patients, and how it's truly a one of a kind, awesome thing that, you know, really we're, we're, you know, pushing this to chiropractors and we can be the first to have this. We can be the first wave. When has that ever happened? Well, I guess it's, you know, the profession, but in in terms of pushing it forward and taking it to the next level and utilizing other techniques and other technology outside of the profession, come on guys, let's, let's do this. So why is it so amazing? Um, patients love it, right? I could end there. If patients love it, then it's probably something I should keep doing and you should learn about, but but why do patients love it is probably the question you're asking. Well, you kind of have to see it. So yeah, schedule a demo so you can actually experience it and see what the software does. Uh, but to summarize, the patient knows exactly what to do, when to do it, and how to do it in terms of any patient education that you have, any at-home exercises that we give. We have a standard list of videos, but we also have the opportunity, a very easy opportunity for you to integrate your own videos at your own convenience. It's simple. It's easy. Yes, some of those can be a little bit time sensitive, but at the same time, you want to have specificity. You don't want to have to recreate the wheel. So we've done a lot of that work for you, but your specificity, you can dump that right into the software. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. So the patients have no excuses and there's hardly ever confusion or, or uh, discussion about what needs to happen in order to improve. So think about that. You just move the patient forward on their progression like clockwork 
each visit. It's it's kind of dumb how simple and streamlined it's made my practice, and I know it can do the same for yours as well. But here's the craziest thing: when I started using the software, I thought it would be for millennials, right? The younger crowds, the the younger people who are always on their phones, and yes, they they love it. But guess who loves it even more? Grandma and grandpa. No shit, right? Who would have thunk that? They love it. But why wouldn't they? They can't remember shit. And the software is like their, uh, you know, their direct portal back to the office to help jog their memory on exactly what they need to do and more importantly, how they need to do it, right? Because that's the thing. It's not if patients do their stuff. It's how well do they do it that's going to dictate their benefit and their quick progression. So it's actually pretty awesome to see cute old little grandma going through her phone to see how to do her hip stretch and her chair squat. And if she forgot how she can, she can just send a video of her doing it to me. And I I can send, you know, a a video back that has lines and my voice telling her what she's doing great, what she needs to focus on. And, And that can be to her in minutes or seconds. And then we can talk about that at the next visit instead of having to go through all that wasted time, all that confusion, all of that, huh, maybe this isn't working. Instead, no, we handle the problem right there. She gets better. And she's just singing my praises. She's like, this is so awesome. Thank you so much. I can't believe no one's ever done this. Yeah, you can do it too. That That is a regular occurrence, a daily occurrence in my office. So I won't belabor it anymore, but know this, more technology like this will eventually come out and it will be available to physical therapists and many other competitors, right? So it's going to be tough always because in the conservative care realm, we got a lot of competition, but right now, TeleCareRx is pushing this towards chiropractors alone, so don't miss that opportunity. The market, uh, it's been disrupted. It's time for us to lead the profession towards new heights, and TeleCareRx can help us with that. So chew on that. Um, For those of you who are happy and definitely those who are struggling, these things uh, have helped me because they make sense to me and my patients. You know, I'm just going to ask, finish kind of with a question. Can you say the same thing with what you're doing, especially if you're not really happy with what's going on? So regardless, I want you to have the best day of your life, the best week, the best month, and hopefully 2021 will be the best year of your life. But there's only one way that can happen. You got to keep moving. We'll see you next time.